Hello, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show, a podcast for women who want to clear their clutter and create space for freedom and joy. If your life keeps getting bigger, but not better, keep listening to learn about decluttering from the inside out. It's about creating a life that's aligned with your values and priorities, so you can have more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. It's Jennifer here, and this is the Simply and Fiercely Show. In today's episode, I want to chat with you about a big life decision that my husband and I made a few months ago. Or actually, maybe it's not really that big of a life decision, but it was a big change for us. And what that was is that we decided to sell our car and not buy another one. And so we started talking about this around the beginning of June, and then we sold the car. I want to say it was about the 18th of June. And the reason that I'm recording this episode and I'm sharing this with you is not because I necessarily think that you are interested in car-free living and not because I think that you should try it personally. Obviously, if you want to, that's great. But I am well aware that most people in, for example, the United States or Australia, just two places that I've lived in personally, the cities and the towns are just not really made for car-free living. There just isn't that kind of infrastructure. But we are giving it a try, and I'm sharing this with you because I thought that you might be interested in hearing what went on behind the scenes, what was the decision-making process. Because even though this was obviously something pretty big, deciding to get rid of a car is not the same necessarily as decluttering your closet, for example. There are some parallels, and just hearing how we went through the decision-making process might be helpful for you if you were thinking about, you know, from anything as small, as I said, like decluttering your home to making a big change or a big decision in your life. Okay? So let me start from the beginning and say that prior to, I don't know, like two or three months ago, we had no intention of selling our car and going car free. It really didn't feel realistic. It was just something that had never crossed our mind. But then if I'm going to be completely honest with you, a few things sort of happened at once that got me questioning, would this be possible? And so that was, we currently rent and we got we had quite an extreme rent increase. Obviously, as you know, there's probably where you live, um, you know, it seems like everywhere in the world right now, there's kind of these cost of living crises and so inflation, et cetera. So things have gotten more expensive for us now. We also had a big bill come through, which was like a reminder that our car insurance was going to be renewed in a month. So it was kind of all of these things happening at once that just got me thinking, are we paying for something that we don't need? And just to be clear, we can afford a car. I don't want to, I guess, share all the details of my finances. So we could afford the car, but if we were going to, you know, continue down the path that we were on with nothing changing, we probably would have had to make some subtle cutbacks in other areas. And just for reference, I'll just share a little bit about my past experience. I, as a person, am not someone who has really good willpower. (laughs) Um, I know that surprises a lot of people because they hear minimalist and they think, oh, you must be someone, you know, who has so much self-control. But that is not me. Part of why I have always embraced minimalism and living small is that when you cut back on certain things, you don't have to cut back on others. So, for example, um, I wrote a blog 
a blog post about this a long time ago. I'll, I'll see if I can link it in the show notes. But anyway, when I first embraced minimalism, I was going through a period in my life where I still had quite a lot of debt. I was coming out of that season of life when I was a shopaholic. So what we did, instead of doing sort of the traditional advice, which is where everybody says, you know, buy less, you know, don't go out to eat, et cetera, et cetera, which I knew would have been very hard for me. This is about 10, 12 years ago. Um, what I did instead was massively downsize my house. So for about three years, we lived in 140 square feet, which was so inexpensive. It was this tiny little studio. We didn't even have our own kitchen and bathroom. We shared it with someone else, which I know probably sounds shocking to some people. But because we made that decision, we were able to pay off tons of debt and save a lot of money to the point that we went on a seven-month honeymoon without doing the normal things that people do when they're on a budget. So we still went out to eat. We still traveled. We still did all the fun things in our life. But by downsizing our house into something much smaller, we were still able to save without having to miss out on the fun things. So I'm sharing that story just for perspective. I guess that right now when I was sort of reaching this period where I had to start thinking about my money and, you know, I want to be a little bit more careful with it. I want to save a little bit more. What was I going to do? And then I guess with that background, I started to think, well, maybe we don't need our car because obviously there's fuel, there's insurance. Our car was paid off, but um, I should also add that it was getting a bit older. We've had some maintenance issues in the past few years, and it was getting to the point where I was probably expecting that we were going to have to start spending a lot of money to either repair the car or upgrade the car. I should also mention that because we live in the city and we live in a high-rise building that has a parking garage, while this isn't an expense, if we didn't have the car, we could rent out our parking spot. So it was just sort of, I just started thinking about, well, it's kind of this missed opportunity, right? If I add everything up, petrol, insurance, registration, which for any Americans listening here in Australia, you pay your registration annually. It's a little bit different. Um, it includes your third-party insurance. So it is like about $1,000 a year, um, give or take. So it's different from America. So just these expenses and also the opportunity expense of not renting out our car park, I sort of calculated that having a car was costing us anywhere from like $6,000 to $10,000 a year depending on, you know, how much we have to spend to fix it. And so that's where sort of the seed was planted in my mind. Well, what if we didn't have a car? And I've got to be honest, when I first had that thought, all of my initial sort of physical reaction was like, no, there's no way I couldn't have a car. You know, that's so silly. I even brought it up on my husband. And of course, he was like, are you nuts? Like, there's no way we should get rid of the car. We have two kids. It's, it just sounds ridiculous. Which, of course, at that stage, my brain was agreeing with him. And I was like, yes, it is ridiculous. But one thing I always try to teach when it comes to simplifying in general is just to always be challenging your initial assumptions. So my initial assumption was, no, it's just not going to work. It's going to be too hard, right? And in the same way, a lot of people, when they're decluttering or they're trying to simplify, they're like, oh, I could never do that. Or, no, I'm definitely going to need that someday, right? Or even if you're trying to simplify your schedule, 
you might be like, oh, well, there's nothing I could cut out, right? Everything I do is important. We always have these kind of initial responses when we are questioning whether there's any possibility to downsize or simplify. But I tried to, I guess, just experiment with this on myself. And I got out a pen and paper and just thought really practically about our lifestyle. Now, for some background, we are in a situation that's probably different from a lot of people listening to this. We live in a inner city suburb. So I would say that like 90% of the things that we need in our life are within a 10, 15 minute walk. Like my doctor, the dentist, the hospital, not the really big grocery store, but like a, a metro supermarket is within 10 minutes. Even my physio, the kids' schools, my husband's gym, like a movie theater, right? So like there's a lot that's within a 10, 15 minute walk. And so I know that's not the case for a lot of people. So I just want to point that out. Also, both my husband and I are self-employed. So we have a lot of flexibility that other people don't have in terms of time. And thirdly, we live in an area where there's very good public transport. So I live in Brisbane, Australia. I'm not saying the whole city has fantastic public transport, but we live very close to multiple train stations, bus routes, etc., So on paper, it is, you know, I was starting to see that, okay, well, maybe this would work. But the next challenge that was sort of coming up in my mind is we have two kids. And so if we didn't have the kids, I would probably have have moved along, you know, a lot quicker, been like, yep, this is possible. We can give it a try. You know, if we need to go anywhere, we can always just hop into an Uber. But with the kids, it gets more complicated, right? Because we've got two car seats. They're big. I don't know. Maybe there's smaller options out there, but they're big and it's clunky and it's not exactly easy to put into another car, right? If we hire a car or hop into an Uber. So that's where I kind of was in my mind and I was starting to go back to, nope, there's no way we could do this. But my husband and I were sitting there and we were thinking about it. And something else that came up, as I mentioned before, is that there's a good chance that we're going to have to spend a significant amount of money soon either probably doing repairs on our car or buying a new car. So our car before we sold it was, it was a 2011 model. So it had really low kilometers um, and it was in pretty good shape. But you kind of know that when a car is coming up on, what, 12 years old, right, that there's probably going to be repairs. So what was really interesting, and this is something that made me think, I have to share this on the podcast, This kind of line of thinking, which was not even natural for me, is something that I think a lot of people should try when they're decluttering. As I said to my husband, okay, right now it feels like a huge pain and I get it because right now there are still things, there are still times when it's inconvenient or annoying not to have a car. But I said to my husband, if we didn't already own a car and we were experiencing these inconveniences in our life, right? And so these are things like if we pick up the kids from school and it's raining, right? And we've got to have umbrellas and raincoats and things. That's annoying. And, you know, having to get things home from the grocery store. And I'll talk a little bit later about how we're managing how we're managing that in our lives. But at this stage, I was just saying to my husband, if we are imagining the future where we don't have a car and we have these inconveniences come up, I said, would they be so inconvenient that you would spend 
let's say, ten to $15,000 to make them go away. And when we thought about that, it was kind of really a weird devil's advocate. I don't even really know how to explain it, but it was just really shifting the perspective and saying, you know, if we didn't have it, would we pay that to improve our lives? The answer is no. It wouldn't have been worth it for us to deal with those minor inconveniences. I think it has a lot to do with loss aversion. I am so not a psychologist, but I've read up on that. And it's apparently like this natural instinct or natural sort of state of mind with humans where we feel loss more than we feel gains, right? So the idea of losing our car and not having it and having to deal with the pain of not having it feels so painful, right? Whereas if we didn't have a car and we were like, okay, well, let's buy one and it's going to fix these problems that we're having or these inconveniences that we're facing, will the prospect of that is not as exciting as the pain feels or not as impactful the pain feels. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I'll quickly tell you, it's like this study I read once where like some college students were told that if they completed this survey, they were going to be given a mug or a pen or something like that. Um, and they were asked to say like what they valued more, what they thought was better. And then they had like another subject group who were who the same thing was asked, but after they'd already been given either the mug or the pen, and they always vote that what they've already been given is more favorable. So <laughs> I'm probably not quoting that very accurately. <laughs> this is one of my downfalls in life. I have a tendency to remember stories and quotes and things, but I'm really not very good at remembering them. Um, I remember the gist. But anyway, the whole concept is just to sum everything up. Everything feels more valuable. Everything feels like it's going to be so hard to let go. But if you didn't have it and somebody offered it to you, the impact or the excitement about getting it is never as significant as the feeling of letting go. And that's when we really thought about that in our heads. That's how we felt about having a car. And so that is kind of what tipped us over the line when we had that kind of aha moment that said, hey, if we didn't already have this car, would we spend all this money to get one? No. So we, why did it didn't make sense that we'd spend that money to maintain one, right? So that is the thought process that we went through and how we came from a point where we were like, no, no way we could do this. That would be just ridiculous to arriving at a point where we're like, okay, yep, we're going to give this a shot. And so once we did, it was actually, everything happened very quickly. We sold the car to a dealer. Um, and yeah, it, it, we went from like, I don't know, making the decision to getting rid of the car, I would say in less than 10 days. And so far, it has been really easy. There have only been a few times where it's kind of felt inconvenient. Again, keeping in mind all the things that I told you earlier about our circumstance, right? Everything's within a 10, 15 minute walk. Um, sometimes when we, someone asked me on Instagram what we do when we buy groceries and because the shops aren't that far away, I have one of those trolleys. I always call it, I used to always call it an old lady trolley, but I guess maybe now I'm an old lady too. It's kind of like this trolley that you pull behind you for your shopping. I never really saw them very much in America, but I see them here more in Australia and it holds about two bags of groceries. So if I go to the shops, I can just fill that up and cart that home pretty easily. 
when we need a bigger shop, we actually just did this yesterday, two days ago, um, but we can walk to a bigger supermarket and my husband and I will go together and then we'll get an Uber home and we just do like a massive shop of everything that we need. And then it costs us about $10 and an Uber to get home. So, so far we haven't really arrived at any anything massive where it's been a huge hurdle. There have been a few times where there are things that we would have maybe normally done, like a friend's birthday party, um, who we would have gone to, but it was just really a bit too inconvenient, so we didn't. So, you know, I'm not saying that it's all roses. There are occasions where we have to make some hard choices. But I guess if I go back to what I always say about sort of decluttering and minimalism is that it's always about thinking about the trade-offs, right? And what are not just in the moment, right? In the moment, it's annoying that we can't go to this birthday party. Absolutely. But when I look at the big picture and I look at all the trade-offs, what is more aligned with our values and priorities? And right now at this moment, not having the car is the better decision. But I will just add that we recently got something that really helps us with our car-free journey. Before I share what it is, I will say that we made the decision to go car-free without this addition. We were going to do it anyway, and we would continue to go on with our experiment without this. But when we told a friend that we were going to do this, his partner worked for a shop that has electric bikes. Um, And long story short, I've actually become an ambassador for this program, and they have given us one of their bikes in exchange for me sharing, you know, creating social media content and just being an ambassador for their brand. And if you have been following me for a long time, you will know I've never actually done this before. I've never, um, I don't really do sponsored content or anything. But because this is something that I genuinely would buy with my own money, something that I believe in, I feel comfortable, you know, sharing it with you. So in Australia, the company is called Lug and Carry. And it's, which is Carrie, C-A-R-R-I-E. And what is so interesting, I had no idea that anything like this even existed. Um, I actually saw someone else post on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, it looks amazing. It's not just an electric bike. It is, they call it like an electric minivan (laughs) because the bike has room for one adult and two children. So both my kids fit on these little cute seats in the back. And it has like trolley bags on the side. So as a family, if we want to go somewhere, we'd have to hire a fourth bike. But it is really helpful in the terms when I start to think about like summer and how we're going to get around when it's really hot. This bike kind of fixes that that part of the equation, if it makes sense. Because um, riding around in the heat on a regular bike would not be that great. But these are electric, so it's so much easier Um, You don't have to put in nearly as much energy to pedal. And obviously with two kids on the back, that makes a big difference. So I'll be sharing more about that on social media. If you follow me on Instagram at Simply Fiercely, Um, I should mention I am not a super confident bike rider. I haven't before recently, I hadn't ridden a bike in like, I don't know, maybe since 2016. So this weekend, I'm going to go out and do some practicing on the bike I'll try and get some photos. They'll probably be really embarrassing. Um, Excuse me. But anyway, so that is the story of, you know, us going car free. And if it's something that, you know, you're in a position that you want to try, maybe you live in an urban area where there's good bike paths, 
you know, definitely give it a shot. I will say that the second I sold my car and I walked off the lot, I felt this really deep sense of freedom. There was just one less, like these massive expenses that I no longer had to worry about. And I found it so refreshing. I will be honest though and say my husband (laughs) had the opposite response. He felt kind of trapped when we sold the car. But, you know, now that almost two months have gone by, not quite two months, but now that we sort of settled into the routine, he has agreed that we're both not really missing it so far. But anyway, as I said, the point is not to suggest that you necessarily run out and sell your car, but maybe just think about the way that you make decisions to challenge your assumptions about what is or isn't possible. As I said, if you had asked me three months ago if I wanted to live without a car, I would have looked at you like you had three heads and been absolutely not. There's no way that we can do it. That is just ridiculous. But when I took some time to question those assumptions, I actually realized it wasn't as ridiculous as I initially thought. And as I said, the other thing is to kind of flip the situation on its head, right? And so as I said, if you were, for example, going to, can't even think of something, declutter something, right? And you're like, oh, there's no way I can get rid of this. I'm definitely going to need it. But then you think if I didn't have it, I was going through my life and I was happy, (laughs) would, you know, and I, I faced these small inconveniences, would you spend the money or would you go out of your way to get it? Um, it's kind of like the example you may have heard some people talk about. It's like you may like something and you want to keep it, but if you had to pack it up and move it across town, would you want it that much, right? It's kind of, I always hear stories and I've experienced it myself. When I'm moving, suddenly the things that I really need or really love become less desirable when I've got to pack them up and carry it across town myself, you know? So it kind of goes to, um, it kind of goes along with an episode that I recorded a few weeks ago, which is about how to create decluttering breakthroughs. It's just about creating different perspectives and just experimenting with them. And sometimes you see things in a whole new light and you realize that, hey, you know, what you have been doing, your habits, routines, what you've been keeping, those things that you thought were so essential are perhaps not right? Not always. I'm not saying that everybody can let go, but it's just about experimenting and yeah, challenging yourself to look at things from different angles. So that is the current status of our car-free journey. I will be posting more about it on Instagram, as I said, at Simply Fiercely. Maybe I'll do another podcast episode in a few months once it gets hot here. Oh my goodness, it gets so hot in the summer. So I'm not looking forward to that, and I may completely be eating my words in six months. So stay tuned. But if you have any questions, yeah, hop on social and say hello and let me know. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Simply and Fiercely show. If you want to learn more, you can download my free mindful decluttering guide and learn all the secrets that help me go from shopaholic to minimalist. All you need to do is visit simplyfiercely.com backslash free guide. That's all one word to get instant access. Until next time. Thanks again.